Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, April 12th. Yesterday, we did start out the market uh, with a slide, and we'll continue to see what happens today. Uh, I'm hoping we're going to get a bounce. Dave and I will talk about that and more here in just a few moments. Before we do that, though, folks, let's just remember that there's only one thing that any of us can control when it comes to the market, and that's how much risk you have. And the issue I see day in and day out is that folks don't really realize how much risk they have in the portfolio and how much it really doesn't line up with the amount of risk they want to take. Give me a call because that's why we developed the core retirement design to help you understand and navigate the risk in your retirement portfolio. And give us a call at 863-382-0037. And we'll sit down and have a core retirement design. Design the retirement you always dreamed of. With that, we got Dave coming up next. Michael Jackson is there. It's 8.40 now, 20 before 9. Oh, not that one, that one. There we are. Time checking on your money, although we could use a horn blast or two here because the inflation figures are out in the good news. Let's look and see what's going on on Wall Street with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How you doing? Hey, good morning, Dave. I was thinking we were off to the races, and it, uh, it definitely sounded that way at the beginning, didn't it? Oh, boy, did we ever. Well, yeah, yesterday, uh, just to set the table as to why we're talking the way we're talking, the Dow was down 413 points. Standard & Poor's was down by 75. NASDAQ was down a rock-crushing 299. And it all started about the time the White House press secretary showed up at our podium and said, boy, the inflation figures tomorrow are really going to be El Stinko. It's going to be terrible. You're going to hate it. And, well, investors listened to it. We sold the snot out of all of the indexes, didn't we? We really did, man. I'm telling you, the Dow, I mean, everything sh- uh, just kind of shedded um, any hopes of, uh, of any green ink yesterday. And now, just to give you some idea, that throws the NASDAQ into a 12-month low, um, it's down 3.5% right now for the year, you know, last you 12 know, months. When your White House spokesman says head for the hills, folks have a tendency to listen whether you like the occupant in the White House or not, right? Oh, that, that's right. I mean, you know, when they start crying wolf, um, you know, people are going to listen uh, because they're supposed to be the, you know, the, get the front running of some of those numbers. Yep. And what it was as much as anything was it was political posturing because we knew the inflation rate wasn't going to look good with the upticks that we had in consumables during the month of uh, during the month of March. And this was diminishing expectations. So it wasn't going to be quite as much of a shock this morning. The shock that she was trying to insulate us from the CPI month over month in March, the overall consumer price index was up one point two percent. All in one month. We used to have annual inflation rates that size. Yeah, exactly, Dave. And, and I, before we went on there, I asked you to do a little multiplication, right? So multiply that times 12 because that's one month's consumer price index. If we get 12 months of that, man, it is going to be not a good thing. <laughs> well, we are just Mary Sunshine personified this morning, are we? Uh, here's the data dump in total out of the government. 1.2% CPI increase last month alone. In fairness, 
once you take out gas and food, which, in, in fairness, you take those out because those prices are capable of going down and up wildly. Uh, the more stable one, the, uh, the, the number was up three-tenths of a percent, which, in fairness, is the smallest number we had since in September, but it still gets us to a core consumer price index increase year over year of 6.5%. And with, once you include the food and gas... Uh, 8.5% annualized overall inflation rate on the consumer price index. And uh, I'm sorry, in a given week, I'm primarily buying just gas and food. So that's where it hurts the most, doesn't it? Absolutely. So you're just so right, Dave. That is those two things, the fuel and food are, uh, you can't live without them, right? So those are the two main things that all the consumers out there really look at. Uh, we can do without some of the other stuff, but uh, <laughs> those core things, uh, we, we can. The, the food and the gas can be an issue uh, oh, yeah. as we, we look I at mean, the numbers. I make fun of always taking out, you know, elective stuff like food and gas out of the equation, but uh, the core number at 6.5%, that, that's a more stable number because generally when those prices ratchet up, once you get rid of things like food and gas that vary up and down across the year, uh, that's those that that's a, that's an increase in prices overall that ain't going to change when food and gas settle back down. Probably we're looking at the cost of living in general being up six and a half seven percent year over year, even after this quote and unquote temporary spike in fuel costs. You're right, and that um, that also gives us a little concern, right? Because if that ends up being the core number, um, that's. Uh, that's a pretty big number. We're not used to that kind of number, and it's uh, it's going to put pressure on our economy. Absolutely, and you know, to it to it, and explaining, you know, there was a good rational reason why the White House decided to try to prime us yesterday for us. We're only a few months away from the November elections. The Democrats are concerned about getting shellacked off of what the bad economic news is in November, so they want to diminish expectations. And they, I would assume. We're probably hoping for a little bit better than expected number on the CPI this morning so that they could say, see, it's not as bad as you thought. Well, yeah, it's, they didn't really get that, though, did they? <laughs> yes, it's just as bad as we thought it was. Real wages, by the way, went down by eight tenths of a percent when you adjust for inflation last month. So, uh, folks, you lost a full percentage point yesterday on your buying power as well. Yeah, and the other, um, and, and I, I think that's, uh, my wife and I were actually talking about that this morning, you know, we talk about minimum wage going up, but if inflation continues to go up, which which the raising wages does automatically increases inflation, that it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If we raise wages, then prices have to go up to compensate for that. And uh, it just continues to be this big cycle. Absolutely. Among the announcements as planned today out of the White House to uh, combat inflation, President Biden is going to uh, release the restrictions on E15 gasoline. Now, they normally say during the summer months they don't let them sell 15% ethanol gas because of concerns that it produces more smog. We're going to keep selling 15% ethanol gasoline through the summer months, which is fine because it's going to cut back some of our imported oil but at the same time, ethanol is a fairly well-subsidized industry in this country because of the way we developed it, which means probably more government spending in ethanol subsidies. And I'm not 100% sure with inflation, that's something that's such a good idea either. I was thinking the exact same thing, Dave. I'm thinking, you know, uh, I'm not sure which is better, paying more for corn or paying more for 
um, for, for oil because um, we're paying it either way. Our tax dollars are going to supplement some of the ethanol production. Yeah, and I'm, I will admit I'm a, I'm a rather rather rabid advocate of ethanol, but uh, at the same time, given the way we develop the industry by a heavy government subsidy program, I'm not sure we need to pump more money out of the federal government and put more money into circulation while we've got a high inflation time anyway. So while I, I'm happy to see any measure that means we import less oil, uh, I'm not necessarily happy to see it resulted by having more government money pumped into the economy, where, quite frankly, with the inflation the way it is, uh, we need to kind of bite the bullet, take our castor oil, and uh, live with it at the moment. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I just saw a headline that said that these numbers we're talking about, these uh, consumer inflation numbers, are the hottest we've seen since 1981. Jeez. Yeah. And the, the market's responding. I mean, the indexes aren't looking all that bad, but uh, it does mean we're starting to buy a, a little bit more on the bonds in order to stay on the safe point. Treasury yields, the 10-year bond is down 5.6 basis points. The uh, two-year Treasury bond is down 7.8 basis points, which generally means that the uh, the guys with the serious money to spend are in the process of looking for a safe haven for the moment until they see what's going on. Exactly. They are. And so, you know, we, we've been talking about bonds here lately and, and we are getting a little bit of relief on the 10 year. But as soon as volatility kicks back in, we'll see it go the other direction. Yeah, that inversion we've been talking about isn't as bad as it has been. The vibes are yielding a little more than the tens at the moment, but nevertheless, it's uh, it's still slightly inverted, and it does look like uh, the smart money is not necessarily heading for the doors, but hedging a portion of their nest eggs in order to make sure that they can keep what they've got. They are, and we continue to watch that. You know, they, there are so many different headlines out there that are going to start to affect uh, what's happening in the marketplace, and and the economy's one earnings as we continue now to get into the second quarter or really the first quarter earnings season to see what the earnings have been the first part of this year. I think that's going to give us another read on what companies think are, is going to happen this year. Absolutely. The big ones start coming out tomorrow with the financial. I've got one of my tidbit sheets talking about how the, one of the uh, primary macro, uh, macros that they're going to be looking at is going to be operating margins, how much you're actually making off of what you sell, too, which is going to be an interesting thing to watch. Before the, fa- the banks start coming out, though, we got a few reports this morning. CarMax came out early, didn't they? They did. CarMax came out early. Um, they uh, they missed uh, for the quarter when it comes to earnings, uh, and uh, I'd say it's a substantial miss. They they were supposed to ex- well at least Wall Street expected a dollar twenty five a share. They came in at ninety eight cents a share, so a miss there. Now their revenue did top forecast. They've been able to keep their average selling price up. Uh, the only thing is fo- starting to fall is that the sales volume is starting to fall because prices are up. So, but that's got uh, that's got CarMax down four percent this morning. Okay, I, I was going to say that actually adds up to make sense because used cars are selling at a premium right now with a shortfall on the new ones. So they're starting to price people even out of the used car market these days. It definitely looks that way, and, and I think the other thing is probably adding to that is interest rates going up. That means uh, you know they've been spending on. Their, their credit cards instead of actual cash. And so that's putting some pressure on things like cars and appliances and things like that as well. I got um, you. The other one I, I have is Albertsons, Albertsons supermarket. Um, they, uh, they did beat by 11 cents a share. Revenue was above uh, projections. 
Uh, they say they've been able to effectively deal with increased supply chain and production costs, uh, but they are trading down this morning. So there must be something else in the long version of the report that I'm not seeing down almost 3% this morning. I would imagine that's probably going to be price control expectations that Albertson can't even control what their prices are going to be given what the supply chain looks like. Well, that's, that's true. You know, we, we talked about that happening in Europe, so we don't know what will happen here. Absolutely. Resetting the table for the morning off day yesterday, basically talked down by the administration trying to insulate themselves from today's inflation report. 45 minutes before we open, Philip, what are we looking at this morning? Well, right now we are looking at uh, some green ink, Dave, across everything that I can see. Uh, the Dow is up six-tenths of a percent. That's $211. The uh, S&P 500 is up slightly over 1%. That's like $46. And the NASDAQ 100 is up one and three quarters percent this morning. That's $245. And let's don't forget the Russell 2000 today, up 1.3%. That's like $26. So everything is having a heyday this morning, uh, as well as the commodity side of the fence as well. Silver up 2%, gold up 1% this morning, and the other one's up too, Dave. Crude oil up 3.9% to $97.98 a barrel. The good news is it looks like it's leveling off a little from my delayed quotes because my delayed quote on crude oil was a little higher than that, so I'll take what small favors I can get. The overseas markets, uh, Asian rim was generally up at the close at 6 a.m. this morning. European markets are all fractionally halfway through their day today. Keeping tabs on one's retirement account is important, especially right now during a time where that money you're getting out of retirement funds is shrinking. How do I make sure I protect my nest egg and make sure I can retire comfortably, Philip? You know, Dave, that's one of the reasons that we developed the core retirement design so that we can help people design the retirement they always dreamed of, allowing them to know how much risk they have in their current portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to have your core retirement design. And then check out us uh, this weekend, the Statler Financial Radio Show, uh, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here with hopefully some good news tomorrow morning at the same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then. All right, man. You have a great day, and we'll go look for some good news. You appreciate it. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, I want to thank you for joining us. It just goes to show that you don't know what the numbers are going to do to the markets. Inflation up markets up. What does that mean for your retirement? Give us a call. Let's walk through all your core retirement design. Make sure that your risk matches up with your portfolio. 863-382-0037. Have a great day. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Take care.